Welcome to Gratitude Space Radio. I'm your host, Chris Palmore, founder of GratitudeSpace.com. My sincere thanks for listening, subscribing, and rating this podcast. Jenny, welcome to uh, Gratitude Space Radio. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I, I believe you're the first, even though I have a lot of friends from New York, I believe this is the first time we've peered, uh, took the podcast to New York. So thank you for that. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've been across the river in Jersey, but technically I haven't been in New York yet. You haven't been to New York City. Oh, no, I'm talking about the podcast. No, I have. I'm talking oh. about uh, doing a podcast. No, I have. Oh, okay. So, um, so Jenny, could you just uh, tell, tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Okay, sure. I am uh, the author of this book that you just read. Right. Uh, happiness, happiness. Giving Away to Happiness. Uh huh. Stories and Science Behind the Life-Changing Power of Giving. And I'm a partner at the philanthropy advisory firm that I co-founded. And we manage and advise private foundations. And I'm also a working artist. Well, yes, you, uh, you, you, you're a painter, right? Is that what you were telling me before? That's wonderful. And uh, I just want to tell everybody, you know, we, we met because I met a friend of yours named David and he has a podcast, which is really nice. And you were on his podcast and I heard you and he was talking about your book. And I was like, it's like, I really want to talk to this lady. <laughs> David's such a good connector. Oh, he is. He's a, he's a wonderful guy. I really, I really like him a lot. He's a, he's a spectacular man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, after I heard you on the podcast, I, you know, I got the audio book and then, uh, you and I connected, which was great. David connected us. And, uh, and then I wanted to actually read your book. So I, I bought the book so I could, I was like, well, cool thing is now I'm going to talk to Jenny. I need to get the book so I can actually, you know, I put little stickies, you know, take, you know, get, you know, it needs to, instead of an audio, audio books are great, but unless you're sitting down, like you're not, you know what I mean? You can't take notes, you know, while you're walking. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, I really, I did, I really loved your book. I, 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 I thought you'd be great to come on because I feel like giving and happiness and kindness are all, uh, they're all neighbors of gratitude. Absolutely. Yeah. So so, you know, my, my top gratitude, my opening gratitude question is, uh, you know, to you, what is gratitude? Like, for example, if you were to explain gratitude to like a 10 year old kid, how would you go about doing that? To me, it just basically means saying thank you, but beyond mouthing it out, it's really feeling it and, and acknowledging what the other person just did for you or, or what it is that you have. Um, I think just saying thank you uh, without actually feeling it, it's not the same as gratitude. So it, I think it's, it's more the feeling than, than the expression, although it would be nice to also express it. That, that's beautiful. And I completely uh, agree with you. I think that unfortunately, well, okay. In society, we we are raised to say thank you, but we don't really 
uh, we aren't raised to say, why are you saying thank you? Or what is more importantly, what is happening there, right? What's the- Yes, actually, I feel like we say thank you too, too much sometimes, but do we really mean it? Like, um, you know how a lot of the time an email would say something like, thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. I mean, really? I, <laughs> I, I'm guilty of that too, but sometimes I wonder, oh, wait, did I really have to say thank you so much for that, for that one email that you sent me? Um, it's probably good manners, but I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Um, that's a really good question. I've never thought of that. Maybe it's just you say thanks if it's something so, you know, say it's like a cute cat picture, right? Thanks. I don't, I, opposed to thank you so much. Obviously, you want to leave the sentiment, but more, I think we're almost talking about where's the degree of sentiment, right? Like how, yeah. how heavy, you know, like I, in my emails, I stick to ingratitude, Chris. And I think that works with me because I have a gratitude podcast and a, uh, you know, on a website, but if it was yeah. some, you know what I mean? So it's like, you, I don't, and I'm, I'm happy with it, but it's, if it was somebody else, they may, you know, if they were, so if somebody else was so, so grateful over and over, cause I, I do, I show appreciation as much as I freaking yeah. can. Other people may feel differently about that or not take it from, you know, this is like my livelihood. So it's probably a little easier for people just to accept that he probably means what he's saying. Yeah, I haven't really thought about it that much, but now that we're talking about gratitude and saying thank you, now I, I wonder if that's really what we're what we should be doing. Yeah, I you know I, it's. I still it, think it, it's what we should be doing. I I I still think it's it's good manners to say thank you for little things, little little things that people do for us. For sure, I I think. Um, what we're kind of getting at here is maybe maybe we're talking more about how are the language we're talking more about language you know like when i was saying saying thanks or thank you so much so yeah. for instance if we want to you know if somebody opens the door for you and you say thanks and you walk by there's really not much to that that happens maybe every day but what if what yeah. if you actually said i appreciate you opening the door for me you know you actually Good. verbalize the you're verbalize you're actually instead of it just being like thanks it's you're actually taking a yeah. mental note and going, thank you for opening the door, you know, and then it's, and then yeah. there's emotion behind it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I think what we're getting at is that um, sometimes thank you is so reflexive because it's, it's what we're taught, right? To just say it. Right. But we really feel grateful for all those little things that, that happen to us that are done for us. And I think it would be so much more meaningful uh, for us. And, and I think you've done a lot of, of research into what gratitude does for oneself, right? So maybe what we're getting at is that saying thank you all the time doesn't mean you're actually grateful. Right. That's true. That's true. It could, it just, it's, if it's reflexive without emotion, then it's almost, um, it's like, it's just straight, it's like strangers in the night type of thing. You know, it's not, uh, it's not a real, you're not, you're not participating in a real moment when you reflexive say thank you without any type of, yeah. just because it's reflex opposed to really thanking somebody, um, you know, a good step, what I, I like to keep in mind, I think it's even from like, you know, uh, how to win friends and influence people, you know, it's like, if you're going to talk to somebody that's taking care of you yeah. and you see a name tag, you know, I, I do my best. I want to say, th I say, thank you, Jane, or even yes, you know what I mean? Like I, 
I do my best to want to make at least make the thank you personal by saying the person's name, which is another obviously thing inside the book. If people love to hear their names, but at least it makes it personal opposed to just they hear thank the person say, you know, Costco that checks out people all day long. I love Costco. I think they're a great company. I think people are super nice. You know, I'm sure all day long they hear thanks, but yeah, they probably don't they, hear they, they, it, it all day long too. But are yeah, they really good? yeah. So, but if if, if you could be just just a touch more by going thank you Jane or thank you Sam at least you're acknowledging them in the process of the thanks I think I think it I know it means more to me when somebody adds Chris or you know you're making yeah, it more personal say it with eye contact right because I think right. that's something lacking too yeah well no yeah definitely um if you're engaging your phone and ignoring the person that's being a service to you, then your thanks to the, I'm sure when they hear you, if you say thanks, they, they, if anything is probably coming off insulting. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So that would be an interesting, maybe a, a blog post for you, you know, saying thank you versus real gratitude. Yeah, that's thank you. Uh, I mean that. That's a good prompt. No, I love prompts. That's a, no, that's a great. That's a great concept. That'd be a. That'd be a great social experiment. I mean, obviously, a blog would be great. But what if you, you know, if you, if somebody had a local store and you could actually engage, you know, you had say you had two people checking out. You know what I mean? Like somehow engaging the individuals uh, that are experienced the process. Um, that would be really. That'd be really fascinating. Yeah. I guess it's all about going beyond manners yes and it seems like it's either you know with gratitude gratitude when you're grateful it allows you to be in the present moment and what that's kind of what we're talking about too is if you're really appreciating somebody as simplistically as them checking your groceries out then you need then you would be present to appreciate that moment and when you're present when your people just when people are present you know it i mean you know what i mean like it's something it's obvious opposed to being checked out so um which is calling someone's name or eye contact, you know, um, not playing with your phone, you know, actually looking at, again, looking at a person. Yes. I mean, there's a, of course it's great to be saying it or hearing it, hearing thank you at all. Right. But I think like you said, there's a difference between actually meaning it or just saying it because it's what we're supposed to say. Right. It's taking it from the reflexive and, and, you know, this is, um, this type of discussion kind of goes, I, I've, I, I've got this, you know, I, when I talk to people about starting a gratitude practice, and I've talked to many people about it, they obviously say, you know, the first thing you want to do is, you know, list three things in the morning that you're grateful for, put it in a journal, you know, it's like baby steps, you know, and I totally get that. And I think that's a really great inroad to gratitude. But what we're talking about is when you take it to the next level, I call it like, I call it gratitude cubed. And, and that's basically the, I, and this works with people, but it also works with things. So taking from the thing perspective, um, it's Prince. Okay. For example, if you list three things and I could, for instance, right here, go, okay, this desk, my coffee cup and my phone. Okay. There's no emotion attached to those three things. It's cool that I listed it. Right. Cause I am grateful for them. Don't get me wrong. I am, but it's like, it's almost like we're talking about the reflexes saying, thanks almost, except I'm actually looking at these things. But, um, yeah. but the cool thing is if, you know, if I go, okay, you know, simplistically, I want to take the coffee cup and I want to go, I want to give it levels. I want to give I want to add emotion to this, right? So I'm grateful for this coffee yeah. cup. There's a lot of reasons. Yo, okay, why am I grateful for this coffee cup? And then I can actually talk in joy, right? I can say my fiance bought this for me in Bogota. This cup's very important to me. It's a memory of us at a Starbucks and, and, and you know, 
Um, I love coffee all day long. Um, and then we go down the warm of coffee. So I can drink my coffee here, right? And I go, okay, I love coffee all day long. Then we can talk about coffee beans, the people making the beans. You know, there's a great book by AJ yeah. Jacobs, who's a friend of mine. Um, that talks just about thinking a thousand people that had, you know, there's so many layers. You start talking about any product, there's so much to be grateful for. Man, it's insane if you want to re- go down the wormhole. So that actually gives me uh, an entry point to talk about giving because mm-hmm. I think it works the same way that giving without putting much thought into it is not the same as, as giving with your heart. So, um, for example, uh, we're coming to the end of the year. Can you believe it? And <laughs> around this time, we get a lot of solicitations to give to this and that charity. You know, we get this in the mail. Um, well, this year, there won't be many, many galas or fundraisers happening physically, but it will surely happen virtually um online the mail and so on right so i think a lot of us just whip out our um checkbooks or how do we pay these days apple apple pay and just make a donation because okay 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 i'm gonna give to this because they asked me okay just done but that's not the same as being intentional about one's giving and I talk a lot about this in my book where um, it's so important to ask ourselves you know what are we truly passionate about what are the moments in our lives that have shaped us Um, what is it that really tugs at our hearts and and what is it that we really feel so passionate about that we would fight for and if we give to that it's so much better. It's it's probably going to be so much more difficult as well because there's some um, something emotional about it. And um, if there is an issue that we're trying to solve that we um, we just want some huge change to happen, it's. I mean, unfortunately, not all of these issues, such as uh, whether it's. Uh, climate change or uh, problems in the environment or a cure for cancer or animal welfare or whatever it is. Most of these problems would probably take beyond our lifetimes to, to actually solve, right? So for us to be giving a little something, we might often feel it's a drop in the bucket, might often feel that it's it's really not doing much, but it would just be so much more meaningful to give to something that we care so deeply about. <clears throat> yeah, totally, yeah. I, I um, that it, 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 yeah, that totally speaks to like somebody just saying thanks. Opposed, so if somebody comes up to you and they're like, donate some money, and you just basically you're you're reflexive in the sense you want them to go away. Um, exactly. You know, uh, which, you know, it's cool you're giving, but again, where, where's the heart in that? Do you want to, you you know, do you want to be surface layer? Or do you want to have, do you want to really want it to affect, I, I, you know, if you're going to give of yourself, you know, you honestly should want to invest in that being something that brings you, you know, that brings you happiness or at least gives you some sort of fulfillment yeah. uh, in the process. Um, you know, in, in that same... 
Sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say that the same goes for the other side, the fundraiser side, because uh, a lot of the time, a fund, a person who's trying to raise funds would just um, appeal to one's maybe sense of guilt or make the ask seem really, really urgent. And maybe the donor would would actually donate because they just want to get rid of you or they just they just want to do it get it done with you know but that's not sustainable either um it might work in the short term you're surely going to get <clears throat> donations you're surely mm-hmm. going to get people just saying okay 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 but have you actually really engaged them um you, did you get to know what was the intention behind that gift? Did you get to know what they were truly passionate about? And were you able to uh, also some, somehow give, give them that sense of fulfillment that perhaps they could have gotten if they had given to something that was truly meaningful? Uh, plus, you know, are you actually showing them the results of, uh, whatever it is that they have supported, because that also creates that that loop where they feel like, oh wow, whatever I did made such a difference. So I think I'll do this more often. And that's true for <clears throat> whether you're giving money or you're giving time, right? Because I think a lot of us just get pressured into doing things because, oh, uh, I don't want to disappoint my friend or I, I, I would feel embarrassed if, if I didn't do this. There are lots of things we, we do just to avoid embarrassment. Um, but if we did these things or if we were asked to do these things with much more intention, then it would just be so much better. Yeah, it, it, it would be like a friendship opposed to some stranger. And uh, I remember in your book, you're talking about the reciprocity of the people knowing where they're, you know, people experiencing what I think you even near the end of the book, you were talking about uh, Linda and Bill Gates, I think being out and seeing, being actually seeing their what they invested in, right? I believe that was near the end of the book. Am I thinking wrong there? Uh, or am I getting stories well, mixed up? Well, well, I don't know. I- <laughs> oh, okay. I don't I don't remember every single section of my book. Yeah, no, I know. It's a big book. <laughs> what, I, what, I remember, what I remember is this is this uh, one thing that uh, a client of mine told me. And this 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 is about uh, you know, a lot of people would like to give anonymously because they feel there's much more virtue in that. And I think that's a mm-hmm. beautiful thing us do it quietly without even expecting anything in return but I also want to highlight that there are amazing amazing things that happen when you make your giving public so um for example so I asked this client of mine this was a few years ago uh what inspired him to set up his own foundation because this was a family that uh, made a lot of money in real estate, and then um, they sought my advice on how to how to manage their foundation, how to do their giving strategically. And so, when I asked him, so what was the motivation behind this? What was that spark that led to this? And you know what this family said, um, the the patriarch said, you know, 
I read about everything that Bill Gates is doing and I realized, hey, you know, I should do something like that too. I should do something good with, with my wealth and spread it around and, and do something that would actually change lives. So, so at that moment, I thought, wow, imagine if <laughs> Bill Gates hadn't announced whatever he's doing, then right. uh, maybe this particular person would not have been inspired to, to, to give or, or give as much, right? And so that's just one observation. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point. Um, just the, the the initiation of inspire. I mean, for your story alone, just the fact that this wealthy man decided I'm going to give back, and that was the the reason it popped in his head is because of somebody else giving. You know, that by itself goes well. Then to me, goes well, man. That let's you know, it only makes sense that you would want these things to be publicized because it allows other people to be a part of it. It allows people to have the thoughts of, oh, that's something I can do. You know, it's crazy. It's like, we obviously are in our heads 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I was talking with, you know, a friend several weeks ago and he told me that until I brought up my, you know, my gratitude story to him years ago, and he actually lives in New York, he said he'd never even really thought about it. He just never mm-hmm. thought about it. It just didn't, you know, and, and it never hit me that that, because I'm obviously in my head 24 seven, I never thought, somebody doesn't even think about this or it doesn't even occur to them or it's not even a word that even floats, you know what I mean? Like it's not even something that pops in their head, you know what I mean? Like they don't even see it. But it's, so it's the same thing with this gentleman has all this money and he's, he doesn't know what he's going to do it. He just has it, which is awesome. But then he sees somebody allows this idea comes into the front of his, for some reason he sees this idea and, and then all the goodness that comes out of him seeing that idea just as when, you know, we share gratitude we're allowing other people to feel comfortable doing it. And we're allowing people to get into a place where they can do it. Precisely. Yeah. Um, and you've given me, you know, with, uh, you know, I'm, I'm launching a nonprofit with gratitude space and you, you've given me ideas from reading your book, you know, uh, we're in this discussion also, it's like, I almost, you know, when we do get donations, I know it's probably too much to ask, but it would be really wonderful just on the person giving the donation. I know this is probably too much to ask, but, It'd be great if, I mean, again, when you swipe a card, you put, I mean, obviously we all want auto pay. We do, right? Because then, you know, it's coming, but for the individual, like if even for myself, like, you know, if you physically have to do something, right? I don't know what that is. Something that allows you to know, oh, I'm giving right now. The the person obviously is going to feel it because it's an actual action. Um, But then on the flip side, which again, was probably too much to ask because you want simplicity for the giver. But um, as being somebody being gifted in a company, I honestly can go, I'm excited about being able to share the videos and the places and like the gratitude gets inspired into the world. I'm going to be able to show that to whoever donates any amount of money because bottom line is <clears throat> if you're donating five bucks or a hundred dollars and I go, for instance, I'm going to a track and field event on Saturday. I'm going to engage all these kids to share what they're grateful for. That's all going to be social. That's going to be in the world. That's going to be videos. It's going to be freaking beautiful. And that's something I plan on doing all over the world. Or I'll just do it here if I don't have the money going else. That's fine. Um, but the cool thing is, is whoever says they go, I want to be, I would say, I want to spot it. I want to sponsor a gratitude pop-up somewhere, you know, or whatever, you know, I can, I can actually, I'm going to be very excited to be able to put something together and go, well, you know, we took your money. And this is what we have. This is what, you know, this is, this is the goodness 
you're welcome to sit here for five minutes or an hour, but this is the goodness that has come into the world because you decided specifically that you wanted to invest money into gratitude. So that, right. you know, that whole thing of actually seeing where your money goes. I could, I could do that because of all that, you know, because, because of what I'm doing is technically media. Like I can, I can do that and I'm excited to do it because it allows, because it brings it back around. You know what I mean? And like literally they give, which is beautiful. I, I get, I'm going to go do, you know, we, we create this abundance of joy from people that gets to be put online and who knows where that goes. Right. Who knows? Right. But yeah. then cool thing is, is I can share that right back with them. And then they have a whole new experience. You know what I mean? Like there's so many multi, when people give, it's such a multi, it, it can be right. A multi, multi-faceted experience. Um, yes, it, it can be really rewarding. Um, but the reality is that it's not always like that. Uh, it's so nice to say that, well, giving will lead to happiness or that volunteering will be the most exciting thing you'll ever do or that when you give this money away, you'll feel like, oh my God, I'll be so happy. But uh, I also discuss it in, in my book and I do this in my work you know, the, the, the reality is that a lot of this is very depleting. It's, it, it can give someone a feeling of just being taken for granted. It can give the giver a feeling of just being burnt out. It, it, if you're a volunteer for a cause that is very um, emotionally taxing, it can give you something that almost feels like PTSD. So I have for many years been very curious about what are the kinds or, or what are the modes of giving or volunteering that actually lead to one's happiness and fulfillment. And we can talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. No, continue, please. Yeah. Well, before, yeah, yeah. before I get into that, I think one of the things that you said you found striking was that uh, there was a one thing I found out about Maslow's hierarchy. Yes, please share that. Yes, Actually, there, are, there are two things that I it was I was doing research for for this book. I found out two things about Maslow's hierarchy that I think most of us have have seen. Most of us have seen the pyramid. And one thing I found out is that he never actually put it in pyramid form. That's just like someone's interpretation that went viral. <laughs> and the other thing that I, I um, found out is that, you know how it starts with um, physiological needs like food, water, shelter, followed by um, safety and love and then belonging and then esteem. And then the final one is self-actualization, which means that it's like our desire to be everything we could possibly be and achieve our our goals, our full potential as human beings. So for a long time, and I think until now, a lot of us think of it that way that, oh, that's like the ultimate, ultimate goal. But what I found out in the course of my research, and I did a lot of research because I really wanted to back whatever anecdotes I was hearing, I wanted to back it with hard science. Uh, so, so what I found out about Maslow is that <clears throat> He actually revised his hierarchy of needs 
and he just wasn't able to publish it because he died before he was able to do so. And what, according to him, is the ultimate human need is self-transcendence. And that's where we invoke the needs of others before us. And I think that's just the most beautiful thing that, you know, after, after all is said and done, after you've achieved your um, basic needs, safety, uh, esteem, and, and, and self-actualization, then there's something left. There's, there's that need, there's that human need to transcend oneself and give of oneself. And what could be more beautiful than that? I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. That, I love that in your book. I remember you talking to David about it. And I, I think that's people just need to hear that, that, you know, there's, um, and I, and I, you know, from, I think when people really do give or they are insist when you're insisting and in helping someone else, I feel like obviously the giver gets, I, I love, I love, even though the it's, how to say this, it's, you know, because I can only feel what I feel when you really help somebody and you feel that you can feel their gratitude and you, you know that you are, you just know you're doing something that's good, right. For somebody. The amazing thing is, is the feeling you're, the reason you're feeling that way is, is because of, it's because of the person, you know what I mean? It's because yes. of what's happening and you can't feel that way by yourself. You can't get, you know what I mean? So, I mean, to take this into the gratitude realm, you know, I, uh, it's very similar idea too, is, you know, um, to me, the highest, if we're going to say if it was Chris's, hierarchy right or whatever yeah. <laughs> i like this better. the, well, the tip is the, this hierarchy of gratitude of gratitude yes it, this is great <laughs> i'm gonna put this together now now we were like really running into this so the highest hierarchy of gratitude to me if you want to really to me the most fulfilling gratitude uh there is the, the highest hierarchy and this runs right with maslow's is uh it's when you ask somebody else what they're grateful for um because it has nothing oh. to do with you and it becomes a self-reflection and you get to connect with somebody. And at the same time, you get to share and that you can't do that alone. That, that actually in my, you know, my gratitude story um, after my mom passed away and I started my first website and I, I'm collecting these letters of people writing on their birthdays to people in their, on their lives. Uh, Cause that's what I did with my mother. Uh, when the first letter came in and I read Kate's letter it was the very first letter that ever came in and the website was launching that day. I was actually at a, it's a long story there. I was at a monastery. I did a weekend retreat and I was by myself. It was a blizzard. There's all these things, right? I'm sitting there and I read this letter Kate wrote and uh, I get to the end of it. I'm just crying and I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just bawling. And I don't, and I don't know why I'm crying. I'm literally sitting there and I'm like this, I don't know what's going on. Cause this is not, I don't know what's this emotion is. And so I go through a checklist. I go, well, it's not because I know Kate. It's not because it's, beautifully written it was it's not because it was funny you know what i mean it had it, it was yeah. great it's great it's a great letter it has everything you know what i mean it checks all the boxes but that's not why i was crying i was crying it took me a moment and and when it hit me it completely changed my life i realized that this letter that anybody can read right now that's sitting in online it's going to be in my book that's coming out in a couple of weeks too um this letter this beautiful letter of love only exists solely exists because i asked her to write it Wow. And that's, yeah. And that's, and that's, and that changed my life. And when we were talking before we got started about me saying like the dragon that I chase, like that's, that's what I and even talking about right now. I, I, I get a feel, you know, I'm, I'm getting emotionally talking about it. that feeling. That's the hierarchy. Chris's hierarchy of gratitude is specifically when you engage somebody else to share what they're grateful for. 
because that that is um, to me it's it you can't do it by yourself. It goes right back to giving. You can't you know what I mean? Like you had there has to be a receiver. You you know it's it's almost like it's almost like we were saying like somebody's writing a check and no one's there and they don't know where the money's going. But if you were literally to write the check and hand it to the person, you're actually having you know what I mean? Like you're, there's a real connection there. But when you you know, when I get to ask somebody in life, like, who are you grateful for? Right. I get to, I get to ask that. Right. And I get to, I get to it because the cool thing is everyone has so much to be grateful for. And I really do believe that they're ready at a, at a moment's notice to answer that question, but nobody freaking asks it. But when you do ask it, you allow this love, yeah. you allow this is sitting here to, be, to vocalize and come out. And it's freaking beautiful. If you know what's happening, it's so freaking beautiful. Mm. <laughs> So Chris's hierarchy, uh, gratitude hierarchy. Yeah, we, let's put that together. Yeah, see that soon. Uh, so you know, one thing I I realize is that a lot of a lot of this can sound just so idealistic. That, like I said, oh wow, if you give, you're gonna be happy. Uh, if you volunteer, then your life's going to change. But that's that's not necessarily true because we can right. get burnt out. We can feel taken uh, advantage of. We can feel like this is just leaving a bad taste in our mouth. And so um, what are the different ways of it? Actually, let's talk about first, what are, what are those instances when people tend to get that feeling that, oh God, I should not have given this or I should not have volunteered for this or I feel really taken advantage of. And I'll just name a few. Mm -hmm. So one is that sense of just being pressured into something, just being shamed into it. And that happens a lot among friends, unfortunately. You know, it's like, um, someone might post something on Facebook saying, uh, I am, I'm running this marathon and then they start to tag everyone like, Hey, 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 you should give to this because I'm supporting whatever it is. Right. right. And for some people that's, that's great. Uh, but for some people that's like, wait a minute. I don't hear from you for so long. And then the first thing you do is just ask me for money. So right. it, it, it just doesn't feel quite right. Right. Even though you're doing something so noble like that, because there's no engagement. There's nothing like, Hey Jenny, um, is this something that resonates with you? Because if it is, and I'd love, I'd love for you to support me. And if not, that's okay. It, it would be better if we did, we said something like that at least, right? Right. Um, and then another thing is, uh, I guess I mean there, there there are so many so many things that upset me about this, but just for example, um, within families, and, and unfortunately, especially among close knit families, when someone just makes you feel obliged to help them and makes you feel ashamed if you aren't giving anything at all. Um, in one of my conversations with um, the person, the many, the many persons I interviewed in the book, 
I think there's a saying that it's it's um it's family first or it has to start with a family first. But that doesn't I mean I I believe that doesn't have to be true for all. I I, right. I think sometimes we we prioritize our families and that's that's great, but sometimes do they really deserve this kind of help? You know, have they shown enough either gratitude or have they shown that they're really going to do something with their lives now after you've helped them time and time again? Or is it just you being forced to give because uh, you obligation were- almost, right? Yes, exactly. Just if we're going back to the obligation, right? <laughs> exactly. It's going back to that sense of obligation. And right. if you had given that to someone who may not be your blood relative, but who really needs the help as well and would treat you so much better for it, then then why not do that instead, right? I mean, we're all part of this human race. And I don't think we have to be related with, we have to be blood relatives to be doing huge things for each other. And sometimes it's those people who are not necessarily within our family who need help the most. So that, unfortunately, um, I know that this will raise a few eyebrows, but, you know, it's just, it's just a reality that sometimes um, this happens within families and generosity towards our own families sometimes causes a lot more resentment because there's not enough gratitude or there's not enough change or there's just not enough reciprocity, even though it doesn't have to come in the form of, of money, perhaps it can come in the form of time or respect. <clears throat> Um, and then the other thing is, it's connected to what, what I mentioned about just, um, being pressured into something, but just giving to something that we feel no, no real connection to. Um, but let me talk about the reverse. Okay. <laughs> if we give to something that, let's say, for example, we reflect upon our life experiences and then we realize maybe that our life changed because there was uh, this one teacher who believed in us when we were not a very good student back then, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then perhaps in that moment, our life changed. And then if we're able to reflect on that experience and connect our future giving to that, then if we, if we pick something or we help someone who uh, maybe is going through the same thing, I think that's what creates all these feelings that we talked about, the, the, the highest of that, that master's hierarchy where you know, we feel that there's something missing. We feel that we're searching for this fulfillment. We feel that uh, despite everything we've achieved, we need something else. We need to give of ourselves. And that's not going to happen by giving to some random charity or by helping some random person or writing some random check. That's not going to lead to that kind of um, feeling beyond self-actualization. 
what's going to lead to that feeling of immense fulfillment is to give to something that is deeply connected to our own experience and mostly to something that is deeply connected to our own experience of pain and our own experience of trauma. So whether it's about a teacher who, who changed our lives and maybe um, helping another student or, or being a teacher ourselves as, as part of that um, coming full circle process, or, uh, you know, maybe if we lost a loved one to cancer and then we're able to support the advancement of, of cure for cancer, uh, it, you know, these are the things that really lead to that sense of, of happiness that result uh, that results from giving. Uh, and that's just something I've seen time and time again with the people I've worked with, whether it's wealthy people who have given a lot of money away or just, just the average person who volunteers for something that they deeply care about. Yeah, that's, um, I, you know, in my, my train of thought, when you're talking about teachers and stuff like that, I was thinking about, you know, my mentors and how they, a uh, few, you know, a few people in my life really believed in me than when I didn't. And whenever I can, and that just makes me um, want to, when I'm in front of people that I know have a lot going, you know, I, I want to, when I can become an encouragement in a moment to somebody else and I can see that's happening, uh, that's my way of, you know, move, t passing that forward and giving that back, you know? Um, yeah. See what it, I mean? It's like, it's like um, contrast that to giving with another, I mean, giving or volunteering with another cause that is absolutely worthwhile. It, it, it doesn't mean it's not deserving, but the contrast that with volunteering in something that has no connection to your life whatsoever. Do you right. think you feel as fulfilled? I wouldn't at all. No, for definitely not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't Yeah. Again, I guess somebody would only be doing that because they felt obligated or shamed. Like you said, it'd have to be if they're, they're sitting in a place where they have no feeling one way or another about the whatever yeah. it is. And then they're there because they, not for any, it, they're there because of guilt or somebody like, somebody pushed them in a corner. It's almost like they've been shoved in the corner because they've just allowed themselves to unfortunately be taken advantage of. And don't get me <laughs> wrong, I'm not discouraging it because I think sometimes we just, sometimes it's just the right thing to do to support something, whether or not we feel deeply connected to it, especially in, in times of um, natural calamities. You know, we, we just have to, I mean, I, I would hope that we have that sense of generosity uh, in us to just just give, even if we have no idea who these people are or have never been to that place that was hit by a tragedy. Then, then I would hope that people have that kindness and generosity within them to do that. But I'm talking about the amazing things, you know, what, what you're missing out on if, if you don't do as, as we are talking about, you know, if you don't explore that part of you that wants to transcend, you know, if, if, if you don't explore that part of you that feels that certain something is missing, or you just want a certain sense of fulfillment, then, then that comes from really reflecting upon all these things that we're talking about and finding, finding ways to, to express that. And we may, and we probably will make a lot of mistakes along the way, but it's a process of trial and error where we refine our approach and 
get to know ourselves in the process. Um, I mean, I have found myself volunteering or even sitting in, in boards where, oh gosh, you know, I'm not that into this, to be honest. But, you know, that was a learning experience for me. That was an experience where I, I, I realized, okay, then this is, this is a lesson learned. I, um, I guess that was a waste of my time. That was not entirely a waste of my time because <laughs> I, I learned that going forward, I should not be doing that. <laughs> right, right, and, right, 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 right. <laughs> so it's not like we're all going to get it right right away we're, we're going to make mistakes along the way and i think that's another another thing that that, that that we don't allow for i think most people think that oh as long as i give to this charity then they better better damn well do something or they better damn well make a difference but but there's risk involved in in philanthropy as well you know because um, we don't know what solutions will ultimately work um we don't know if uh, a certain recycling project will actually make a difference we don't know if a certain experimental drug for cancer will actually cure people from their illness we, we don't know if this kid whose education we supported will actually turn out to be a decent person but but we just have to take the risk and um, just the same way that we take risks with our relationships or our careers or our businesses, I think we should also be more open to just taking risks when it comes to our giving. Yeah, you know, I was, um, I, I got a good friend named Peter and he has a book called Productive Acc Accidents and it, it made me think of, it's made me think completely different about doing different things or ending up in places I wouldn't. So for instance, in, if you're being intentional, so for example, somebody wants to, okay, so somebody wants to, okay, I want to volunteer my time. What does that mean, right? Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. um, if I don't know what I want to do, um, you know, some people just go, well, I'm not going to do anything. And I, I'm in that, I don't, I don't volunteer anywhere. So I'm in that boat, right? Okay. So I'm not, I'm not, but the cool thing is what if, what if you were like, if you took this as like an experiment, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to go volunteer a different place once a week for the next six weeks, just to have the experience just because I don't know, you know what I mean? And the cool thing is, is by getting out in the world, if you, yes. yeah, if you get, if you get out, uh, you're not going to know, you know, the cool thing is you're going to have a new experience. You're going to meet new people and you're going to know if this is something you want to do it or not. But if you sit at home and you like, you're like, I don't know what to do. Then you like your indecision becomes a decision to do nothing. Yeah. So I, I met, uh, an actor who's, uh, you know, a lot of celebrities get asked to to represent causes, and this was one particular instance where this actor was asked to um, be a a UN uh, P, what do you call it, like a peace ambassador, UN ambassador for peace, or something like that. And he mm -hmm. said he just did it because that sounds kind of cool, even though I don't really know what what is right. this really, what am I doing? And then he said that. Um, that opened up a whole new world for him where he met all of these people that uh, were so sincere. Uh, it, it opened up this whole new chapter in his life. And, 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 and he, he became deeply passionate about the cause in the process. So, you know, sometimes it also takes that, that just little um, step where 
uh, we keep an open mind. We don't automatically shut something um, off because we don't know anything about it. Uh, just put, just I guess, dip our feet in the water and and test it out, and you might get something out of it. You might not. But yeah, but yeah, it's it's more times than not, you know, you're gonna um, something, you know. I mean, obviously, it's not 100, percent but I, uh, I just I just get really excited because I, I, for example, you know, meeting like meeting you, right? We would never would have met each other. Okay, so you know, pivoting this to that like gratitude cubed idea when I was talking about earlier about people um, and connections, yeah. right? So you know, um, you know, meeting you, my story, meeting you is, you know, one day I decided I'm going to take a jog and I, I just, I look at a podcast I haven't looked at in a while and uh, it's Cal Fussman. And then he's got Chris Schimber on there who uh, has a book called Gratitude Impasta. So, oh, this guy's got a book, you know, I see gratitude, right? So I go run and I listen to this podcast and this guy's, you know, doing these amazing things, which if we had more time, I could get into. But, uh, you know, I, I contact Chris. I end up doing a gratitude online thing with him and his this group of people. Really awesome. I do it a second time and that's when I meet David. I get put in a breakout room with David and we share gratitude and I hear he has a podcast and then I email him. Then I listen to his podcast. I listen to one of his podcasts, I think maybe two. You were the second one I listened to and I go, oh, well, this is, you know, and then I ask him and then, you know, here we are, here we are, you know, three months later, I've read your book and here we are talking. Um, but that's because of so many things, right? I, I, I heard a podcast. I go, I want to reach out to somebody. I reached out to somebody. Then that connection happened. Then I made a decision. I got asked to do something. Do you want to come be a part of something? Okay, I did that. I liked it enough. I did it again. And then from that, I met and you know I met other people. That and here I am talking with you. Which if again if I hadn't if I just would listen to podcasts, there's very little to that. Okay, that's a cool story. It's almost like saying thank you. Uh, but because I decided to become invested, I had these experiences and met these people, and my world, your world, becomes bigger. And uh, it's in my mind, I've almost even recently, same thing, very similar thing. It's like, it's like very exciting to me. It's almost like when I meet somebody new that I'd never met before, the metaphor is almost like I've technically landed on another planet because I never, you know what I mean? Because I'm somewhere, I'm, I know somebody I never would have met. And what does that mean? Right. Where does that go? I don't know, but it's cool. Think about the story I told you, right? All those connections and David to you, like people are going to hear this podcast or, you know, I read about people in your book, right? These, you just don't know. But when you make those connections that seamlessly would be impossible hundred years ago, or even 50 years ago, you know, um, it's exciting. And that's the same idea with, you could take that to anything, going anywhere, going out to dinner with people, you don't know, volunteering, uh, going to a gala, I don't know, sitting on a board, that's what my friend's book, The Productive Accidents. What happens when we step outside of the everyday, right? The thing that, you know, the norm, whatever our normal day is. I think that's what I, I feel. It's the same thing with gratitude. It's like gratitude allows you to slow down and actually realize, oh, you know, I mean, I remember I was walking with my dad the other week, right? It's so beautiful. I go, I mean, I'm just so grateful that I could see color. You know, how, yeah. how, you know, I mean, that should be something I should be thinking about every day because, man, you know what I mean? man right <laughs> it's like <laughs> i know i'm just kind of ranting i know you have to you have to you have you have to go shortly so um i can it's okay if i ask you one one more yeah, question sure yes go for it okay um okay so uh I, this is my go-to question um i uh, i'm gonna ask you a question i just want you to just just to say a name and then uh, i'm gonna ask you again and you just say a name okay so 
So the question is, so many in my life I'm grateful for. So just say one, just who pops in your head? What's the name? Regina, that's my sister. Okay, and I'm gonna ask you again, so many in your life you're grateful for, who pops in your head? Albertine, my mother. Albertine, your mother. Okay, we're gonna go one more. Uh, so many great life you're grateful for, who pops in your head? Albert, my grandpa. Okay, sweet. This is wonderful. The only reason I ask that is, and I love that, um, is because people have go-tos. And don't get me wrong, go-tos are great. Your sister, your mom, I'm with you, right? But I just wanted to know who the person, the third person to pop in, because that's, you know what I mean? So tell me about your grandfather. Wow. This is, I feel this is an entirely different podcast if I get into it. But I'm oh, well, then you can okay. that my grandpa... I met my grandpa for the first time this year and oh, wow. it's like a, a story of a long lost family and I never expected to have this experience at this mm. point in my life. He's 97 years old and in fact I'm, I'm visiting him again next week. He lives in the west coast. And he and my mother have never met. I found him through some um, genetic DNA website, which I wasn't looking for him. I was looking for something else. Um, my assumption was that he, he was long gone, but he turns out to be alive. He turns out to be so sweet. And now he's my buddy he's the person mm. i call every single day about everything mm. and nothing and i never expected mm. i never in a million years thought that i could have this relationship with my grandpa and i'm so incredibly grateful for it mm. that was so beautiful wow i'm so <laughs> glad i asked you that wow wow that's so wonderful what a unique wow I know, and um, he's he's an American, like a blue-eyed guy, and I'm I'm from the Philippines. I'm a quarter American. I'm a quarter Ashkenazi Jewish. It turns out, and and this experience has also made me feel more connected with this country, and um, has opened up a whole new world for me because it, it, along with. My grandpa turns out that I have two amazing uncles that mm. I am so proud to be related to. And it's just been unbelievable. That is so beautiful. I think that's a great so place to- 2020 being the way it is, I, I just have so much to be grateful for. Yeah, wow. Yes, that's I, I love. Yeah, I obviously, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a very similar situation where I've I've learned a lot this year. And I'm very, uh, I, I'm fortunate, I haven't had any real tragedy touch me at this time. But a lot of really positive things like this pod, you know, you know, this podcast and us talking if if COVID wasn't going on, I don't think that this would, you know, all these things. You know what I mean? It's those little things that change time where we go who we you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, where you're at and just appreciating, I mean, what a magical story you just told. And that's obviously came about because of things that are going on and allow, you know, like that's directly the course hap, you know what I mean? This had to happen yeah, because came about. Yeah. 
I, I, that came about because I, I was so bored at home one night because my trip to my trip to Asia got canceled. And so I thought, oh my God, I'm so bored. And so I started toying around with this DNA website. And suddenly I got, oh my God, right? So yeah, you never know. Yeah, that's that's so beautiful. Well, um, well, obviously, I'm gonna put you know I'll put in the show notes uh, the link to your book uh, in Amazon. And is there if people want to just contact you or they want to reach out to you, is there any place you would send them to or your just your sure. website or I'm on LinkedIn, Jenny Santi. Send me a message there. I also have a website, uh, but it's mostly about my art. It's Jenny Santi dot com that's j-e-n-n-y-s-a-n-t-i um and yeah I'll, i usually respond to things i receive yeah well i'm chris with jenny and uh that was gratitude space radio and we're out this is an open call to anyone that has a gratitude story or practice that they'd like to share just email me at the address hello at gratitudespace.com. That link will be in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and rate us. You could look at this as a way of showing me a little gratitude. Just a friendly suggestion. Thank you for tuning in to Gratitude Space Radio, and we're out.